0: Welcome to T-Smack, home of the T-Smack. May I take your order?
1: Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of Talking Smack, where we talk superheroes, movies, animation, and comics. I'm your host, Josh Scar, and joining me this week is the ever oh well, no, I can't do that because that's a bit from another podcast— uh, the one who is always here with me, Alex. Alex, how you doing?
0: I'm doing fantastic. Uh, I was given homework before the podcast started. Like any good boy, <laughs> I did it right before the end of the podcast, I mean beginning, and I have forgotten about
1: 95% of it. Yep, and that homework was actually assigned by someone who will be joining us today. Uh I will be very transparent here. Uh our guest gave me this assignment back in like October, I think, maybe November. Something like that. And I (laughs) I I just I didn't get to it. Uh (laughs) between not being able to actually listen to it while I'm driving and just home life and everything. I couldn't find the three hours to piecemeal that uh, assignment. But we are joined, as you heard, by my second favorite Fitzgerald brother, and my second favorite host of the Fanatics podcast. I'm sorry, Fanatic podcast. No, Fanatics. It's Fanatics. At Fanatic, singular on Twitter. Uh, Tim Fitzgerald. Tim, Wembembo. how you doing? Hello,
2: I'm not bad. It's probably best uh, that you guys are going, in, are going in a little bit blind to this, because I think it makes the lore more fun. Um, but yes, I'm not bad. I'm very excited to do this, because I get to gush about my favorite series. Uh, it's Very, very exciting.
1: Yeah, you've been pushing for this one for a while. Like the minute we started uh, collaborating with other uh, like Slade and Joey and we had our uh, Uncharted episode, like you reached out to me like, hey, can we do this on your podcast? I'm like, sure. I don't know what this is, but let's give it a go.
2: <laughs> I mean, if if anything, it shows that nagging works. <laughs> <laughs>
1: nagging for me is ask once and I'm like, sure. Yeah,
2: fine. <laughs>
0: Um,
1: so tim tell us a little bit about your podcasts
2: so uh i am one of the hosts on game club pod it's a uh fortnightly series or bi-weekly whichever f- version you guys use um where once every two weeks my brother joey my friend slade who have both been on this podcast before, uh, get together to talk about uh pod- get together to talk about uh video games once every two weeks and i'm also on Uh, Another podcast called Fanatics, where my co-host Aya and I get together to watch uh, the film Catwoman once a week, every week for a year. Uh, We've done one year of the film The Fanatic with John Travolta, and now we're on to Catwoman. As of the time of recording, we're going to be going into week 30 this week, so there's still a lot to do, and things don't look bright.
1: (laughs) (laughs) 22 weeks to go. Oh, shoot
2: me. Actually shoot me. (laughs)
1: I I love the fanatic podcast. I love the bit that you guys came up with um, with who's taller. Oh, it's
2: (laughs) it's the stupidest show, stupidest game we've ever made for the podcast. (laughs) We had a game in the last season called Who Was Phone, where we had to at least try and guess who a character was on the phone with in the film The Fanatic. This is just what is Halle Berry taller, or taller, or or (laughs) shorter? It's not related to the movie at all. It's just Halle Berry. (laughs)
1: I, I think it speaks to the ingenuity that you and I have, where it just the movie gives you nothing but pain, so you're just trying to find some kind of enjoyment. <laughs> and the uh, the power meow is pretty good too. The, the cat
2: news power meower now a pause for thought. Tall tale, uh, whisker <laughs> on the grapevine, uh, where we just try and find some cat news. Which, if I'm honest, has just kind of divulged into the weather because most cat news <laughs> is just sad. It's more like cat has been killed on motorway. It's like oh great, fun to talk about that.
1: <laughs> well you got one other podcast that uh you've you've been doing with your brother joey who everyone who's listening to this podcast should know pretty well by now
2: yep uh joey from obviously game club pod and talking lasso uh it's a little side show that we do on game club pod called two blokes from blighty where it's just me, my brother and i shooting the shit for like 30 minutes to an hour once a week uh we have some regular segments on there like my crypto wallet uh, and uh, what's Johnny Vegas doing? The match of the week. Uh, it's it's a lot of fun. It's just a bit of nonsense to catch up with each other for for a week.
1: The the crypto jingle is probably the best part of that podcast. Not to say anything <laughs> else isn't great, but Joey continuing to add verses to his crypto jingle for Tim is just fantastic.
2: It's it's getting longer and longer each week. This crypto jingle. I'm just going to look at my wallet. It's actually up. This week, so that's a sneak preview for this episode that's coming.
1: Well, still, don't fucking do it. It's a, a waste, waste of time. Of time. <laughs> <laughs> was <bored>. Oh boring. good. <laughs> that's just a small sample. That's that's the refrain. Uh, if you want to hear the whole thing, I strongly recommend you you listen to two blogs from Blighty.
2: I'm, I'm slowly am realizing uh, the more I talk about the podcast that I do, that the more that more of my free time is just becoming a joke. <laughs> <laughs> I watch the same movie every week. I play games with a couple of guys and half the games I'm, I would never play normally. And then I play guilty gear and then look at my crypto wallet.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Well, I mean, your love of fighting games is one of the reasons why, I mean, not one of the reasons, but it's one of the reasons why I find you so engaging uh, because Lewis, who is occasionally on the podcast is a big fighting game fan and I still would love to find a way to get you two to to duke it out, even though he's like he he would probably whine that he hasn't played and practiced in forever. But like throw you two in like your first matches ever on Street Fighter 6 and just see what happens. I it's don't know. out next week. <laughs> All right. Well, we're going to go hear from our friends over at the I Hate It, Let's Watch It podcast, Don and Lisa. We're going to be right back. And then Tim's going to give us a TED talk on the guilt, the lore of Guilty Gear. Hi everyone, I'm Lisa and I'm Dawn and if you've ever watched a TV show and thought to yourself oh my god that season finale plot twist was absolutely bonkers or seen a movie and thought wow I need to talk to somebody about this train wreck immediately then we think you'll fit right in with our podcast I Hate It Let's Watch It. We watch TV shows like Riverdale and Emily in Paris and movies like Deep Water, Killer Sofa, Rubber and Devil Illusions and we give them the total rinsing they deserve. It's basically group therapy for movie masochists so come check us out wherever you stream podcasts. Group therapy for movie masochists. That sounds like a Tim and spin uh, spinoff podcast. Time so podcast. Josh,
0: you need to make connections because <laughs> that is the podcast for me. Sci-fi originals <laughs> are my bread and butter. My favorite one is one called Yeti, in which
2: oh, I love Yeti. Yes,
0: my, <laughs> I knew I loved that movie when they crash into like the Himalayas or whatever. The plane's literally on fire behind them, and they're looking around, going, "Oh, we're so cold. We need to make fire."
2: <laughs> i have and i'm just <laughs> reaching for it down here it's a film i, I have i have a, a shitty dvd collection because i love terrible movies yeah. this one is one of my pride and joys it's bmx Bandit. yes uh nicole Edmund's yes first ever movie and there is i've three heard of that one. with bmx yes it. it
0: is fantastic and not only is it three, is there's only three or four scenes with like bmx's but they're obviously stunt doubles <laughs> yes
1: very clear <laughs> they didn't even try <laughs> All right. Before we move into this, I just gotta say because they they mentioned Riverdale in their their uh, promo there, um, I can't not laugh whenever anyone says Riverdale anymore because I think it's like the second what you do and maybe the first one where I brought up Riverdale because I know Matt was watching it for a while and he's just like that show is so wild because it's what if Archie fucks. <laughs> <laughs>
2: What a premise and that, like
1: that's the only descriptor I can think of for that show now and just I, I've heard it's gotten insane in like the best ways possible and I, I need to give that show a try because it just sounds like it's a good wa- a fun watch I shouldn't say a good watch
2: you know I mean that's it's, it's, it sounds like it's going on my list to be honest I mean
1: <laughs>
0: you know there, there, when I was reading you know the Archie comics when I was younger I, I can't think about how many times I was just flipping through the panels and going man I bet he slings mad dick. <laughs> Archie lays pipe.
2: Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, right. Should we talk about Guilty Gear?
1: We definitely should. Um, before we do that though, I do want to say there should be a link in the episode description. I'm going to put this podcast up on the YouTube channel as well that, uh, Tim has been kind enough to bring a presentation for us. We will put that presentation into, uh, it synced up with the audio file for this episode And we will um, put that on our YouTube channel. So if you want to see a little bit more, definitely put this out there. I will also link the uh, the video essays for the Guilty Gear lore that Tim gave me and I then gave to Alex, but I never watched. Uh, We'll do that as well. Cool. So, Tim, please, please begin.
0: Sorry, Tim, not to interrupt you. Absolutely. Um, But I think. I should come in with a little bit of knowledge about what I'm aware of for the Game Gear. You see, I had a Game Gear when I um, I did not have a Game Boy, and I mostly played Echo the Dolphin on it. So when you said that you were going to give us a lecture on the history of the Game Gear and why it failed, I was so excited.
2: <laughs> I like it. Plus, I'm a big fan of Echo the Dolphin.
0: Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I played I played Double Dragon <laughs> on that. I played Sonic. I mean, do the, mind you, for six oh, so for good. six AA batteries, you only had about 45 minutes of battery life. So I did buy the
2: five minutes of fun.
0: Though. Oh yeah. But I had the big, the big extension on the bottom. Like you can buy the external battery that weighed about 10 pounds. That actually gave you about two hours. It's still in <laughs> our basement to this moment. So yeah. So what a why did
1: say Seg- that's why you've had six carpal tunnel surgeries. <laughs> yep.
2: The ergonomics are through the roof. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's
1: and then Alex, sorry, Tim, uh-huh. I know we keep doing this to you, but <laughs> Alex threw me through a loop because uh, we're we're talking about Guilty Gear, and he's like, "Oh, the Game Gear, the Game Gear." I'm like, "Is that why it's called Guilty Gear? Did it originate on the Game Gear?" <laughs> <laughs> like, no, that would be too clever, maybe.
2: Uh, well, the thing that Guilty Gear lore kind of prides itself in is that it's shamelessly stupid like <laughs> anime bullshit through and through. Um, what you'll find is there's going to be a lot of music references because the creator of the series Daisuke Ishiwatari uh is a big metal fan he loves his metal and if you've ever listened to the soundtracks you'll know um because he he does all the composing he writes the lyrics he writes the character backstories and it's just great um so if there's a music reference we'll point it out uh right so for guilty gear law again as i said on the side please feel free to uh, interject with questions at any time um we're going to go way, way, way back to the Old World, uh, which is where the story begins, uh, in the year 12XX, uh, where German crusaders are attempting to retake Jerusalem. And while in Cairo, the Germans uh, stop at a captured town to resupply like their armaments and their food. Uh, but the uh, Jerusalem, uh, Jerusalem leaders... Predict this move and ambush the Germans. There's only one guy who survives, and he's like stabbed and shot and attacked and just had the crap kicked out of him. But he doesn't die, and he just disappears. He's he'll be important later. But just know that's in like the year 1200. Um, that's his design from the uh, from the from the from this kind of arc of the story. The year 1945. So we're going about 700 years later. World War Two ends, and the United Nations is formed. They're pretty important to this whole story as well. There's a lot of geopolitics.
1: That seems like a very interesting (laughs) non-sequitur without context. There's
2: going to be a lot of that. There's going to be a lot of just weird tidbits uh, that seem (laughs) like nothing, but add up to most of the time, nothing, but sometimes something. (laughs) (laughs) uh, We've got the year 19 something, presumably after 45, we have a bunch of characters and all of these people are important. We've got the original. We have that man we have frederick Bolsara which is a music reference um we have arya hale and we have axel low now frederick balsara daisuke the creator of the series is a big queen fan uh and uh frederick uh is obviously freddie mercury and freddie mercury's original last name before getting uh freddie mercury's stage name was Bolsara so it's freddie mercury <laughs> um and then axel low of course uh is axel low is a massive reference to axel rose of guns and roses there's a lot of guns and roses references in guilty gear uh, so those five people are born and they're just kind of doing their thing in the year 1998 axel low uh is in a gang war and he ends it but he disappears without a trace uh but a skilled vampire assassin called slayer which is another reference develops a fighting style called dandyism and founds the assassins guild Dandyism is the sickest shit going. It's like
1: gentlemen fighting, but with tele. I was gonna say that dandyism <laughs> doesn't necessarily sound the most sickest.
0: Dandyism is that why space dandy, a dandy guy in space, is a in fact, a spinoff of this of Guilty Gear.
1: It's
2: possible. <laughs> it's entirely possible. Nothing is without reason in this, in this whole series. <laughs> um, so that Slayer, uh, we'll get back to him later. Year nineteen ninety nine, a prophet warns of an apocalyptic event that could bring down human society, uh, and the United Nations declares a state of emergency. The prophet turns out to be the original, that guy we spoke about earlier. Again, he'll come back later. The event turns out to be true, and what essentially is Y two K uh, becomes what's referred to as the dawn of revival, where the universal will uh, attempts to manifest itself in all technology. Now, there's a lot going on there, but the long and short of it is god himself tries to come through everyone's tvs radios whatever um and for some reason it just stops no one knows why but the un is terrified so they ban all technology
0: okay so we got a little plot of wonder woman 1984 okay yeah a little bit
2: a little (laughs) bit um so at this point a group called the apostles arrive uh and they essentially teach humanity about magic because Human. The UN has. I'm <laughs> looking at Alex as being like, "Okay." Um, they teach humanity about magic because uh, the they don't want society to collapse because of, the re- because of the sudden removal of technology, but because they've just introduced magic to what is already a pretty established, like world based society, they get a cult surrounding them. Um, we'll come back to them later. Again, they're important. <laughs> this is all just a preamble. The year is 2008 now, uh, and the site is <laughs> popularized. Jesus. I couldn't okay I couldn't find an appropriate picture for guilty Gear magic so we've got a stock image of a magician. <laughs>
0: That's <laughs> actually appropriate from everything I listened to earlier, very appropriate. It
2: is. It's just
1: He magic- seems very he seems like a dandy magician. He's he dressed dandy.
2: <laughs> <laughs> so the Sanctus Populi, which is essentially Vatican City, is established. Uh their pur- their purpose is uh, is there to help like Humans transfer from technology to magic, uh, and they discover a system that allows anyone, regardless of how skilled they are, because before only high skilled people could use magic, now anyone can. Um, which.
1: Well, that's socialism right there.
2: It is socialism, but it also has a lot of terrifying <laughs> ramifications when you consider that everyone has magic powers now. Um, the year 2009, India, not happy with the UN's ban on electronics, withdraws from the UN. The country is then split into two factions. So.
0: Another um, two?
2: Another two factions, but on top of that as well, and I didn't write this on the slide, China also withdraws from the UN um, because of the ban on technology. So India and China are just kind of out and doing their own thing outside the UN right now. Okay. Yeah, a lot of stuff going on. Uh, Right, that was part one. This is all before (laughs) the first game, by the way. We're getting into the first game in probably the next section.
0: (laughs) That's what I was wondering about, because I was like... This all sounds very familiar, but I'm pretty sure the game hasn't started yet.
2: <laughs> nope, not even
0: close. <laughs> I mean, this is a Metal Gear Solid style cutscene to start the game. <laughs> it is. Um,
2: if we can get like, the water thrill music in the background, that'd be great. <laughs> um, all right, so the year 2010, the international standard for magic use is set, and major countries begin to establish infrastructures around these standards, uh, and citizens of these countries begin to receive rations of magical, of magical energy. Um at the same time, non-magic tech and weaponry is halted and dismantled. So essentially, countries um, which... I'm going to use Europe as a country here because, spoilers later on in the story, all of Europe becomes one country.
0: That happened in the 90s.
2: <laughs> kind of, yeah. Um, they just start building stuff like, oh, we have magic trams and magic public transport and our, ent- our entire ecosystem, uh, economy rather, is based on magic. <laughs> so... We'll come back to that later. Again, there's a lot of we'll come back to that later in Guilty Gear because it's all kind of ramped up and ramps up the whole time. So, 2011. An Indian multi-billionaire <laughs> secret work on the ultra-dreadnought class warship. This is all in secret.
0: <laughs> all right. Okay, so, so just to clarify, Guilty Gear started in, like, 1998. So this is all, like, projection of shit happening in the future, right?
2: Kind of, yes. Okay. Assuming Y2K happened
0: okay so someone (laughs) really had a bad lsd trip hearing about y2k and went dude i got the plot for our game
2: (laughs) for our series all right Um, all right so somewhere between 2014 and 2016 the gear project is founded and several countries sink money into it in order to try and advance human uh, human revolution Asuka, who, by the way, is the latest character of DLC in Guilty Gear, Strive, go buy it. Uh, <laughs> are, is, is, experiments on Frederick. Not sponsored Frederick. by
1: Guilty Gear, but could be.
2: <laughs> I wish. Uh, Arxis, hit me up. Um, so, a bit of backstory. Frederick Balsara, Aria Hale, and Asuka R. Kreutz are all scientists, and they are working on the gear project. Asuka uh, and Frederick are kind of rivals, but they are like working together, so they're a little bit chummy, but they're always trying to one-up each other. Aya and uh, Aya As- and Frederick rather are lovers, and uh, Aya ends up developing generic anime terminal disease, and uh, ends up- <laughs> and ends up being like, "Oh, I'm dying." And so Frederick and uh, Ar- Asuka decide, "Hey, we're going to put our differences aside and work on a cure." But then Aya is like, "I don't want a cure. I just want to spend the rest of my days living with you until I die." Uh, they freeze her anyway, so. <laughs> <laughs> um essentially what happens here is while experimenting and trying to find the cure for Arya uh Asuka experiments on Frederick who volunteers to have what's referred to as gear cells to kind of like help stimulate like his growth as a human effectively like hyper stem cells um and he, he ends up becoming what's called the flame of corruption or he ends up taking it in uh and there's at the same time a massive accident happens at the lab the lab is blown up Aya ah, yeah. Asuka, goes missing, uh, and Frederick's obviously gone off somewhere because now he's the Flavor Corruption, so the whole project just comes to a grinding halt. Uh, at the same time, or rather, sometime around this time period, Frederick develops what's called the Gear Cell Suppressor, so something to suppress his gear cells that he's been injected with. Okay. Cool. Uh 2026, the ultra class where the ultra dreadnought class warship is completed. It, it it becomes its own nation called Zep, declares independence, and flies away from India.
1: So the warship that we saw that was a boat is now also some kind of rocket or uh, Yeah, to, to be exact, it, it's... it's
2: it's a flying island military slave nation. Uh, Alex, you had a question. Why? uh we'll come back to it that's 2026 2042 to 2045 the u.s is experiencing a decline in its military and political influence so it reopens the gear project with the intent of military use the first gear prototype is completed shortly it was completed shortly afterwards and that man joins the project yes the main villain is called that man
0: a quick question um i see your slides say 2042 and, and 40 to 45 do you not mean yeah. to flip that as into 2024? Because <laughs> I'm looking outside the door <laughs> right now, and I think that's accurate. <laughs> uh,
2: you, would, you would think. Um, so this is this is where we are right now. That, that man has joined the U.S. military. Uh, interestingly, he kind of has a condition that he will work on the gear project, assuming that it doesn't get militarized. It does. Spoilers. Um so, twenty six. Uh, 2065, the first combat gear ready is complete and the US has a monopoly on gears. Uh, Frederick begins to attack the gears, uh, gear protection facilities. The government gives him the nickname Bad Guy and he soon picks up the nickname Sol, becoming Soul Bad Guy, the series protagonist. I have a theory that Soul is for shit out of luck.
0: Oh, I thought it was <laughs> the Soul Bad Guy, as in Solo Bad Guy.
2: <laughs> oh, no, that, that would also make sense. Um... I, I like shit out of luck bad guy personally because he has had a rough start to this whole story.
0: <laughs> um so that guy and bad guy are the two biggest guys. Yes. Okay.
2: Bad guy and that man.
0: Oh sorry, that man.
2: <laughs> and and bad guy is a good guy. <laughs>
0: Cool. 2073.
2: <laughs> Zet becomes a military state. Zett, uh, that, that man completes work on a complete command class gear called Justice, uh, whose entire purpose is to end involvement of gears of, of gears used in war. Uh, Frederick learns of that man's plans to develop a, a magic amplifier called the Outrage. Um, so that's Justice. Um,
1: that thing has a penis.
2: It does have a penis. It's also a woman.
0: <laughs> okay. Um, secondary question. What the hell yeah. is a gear? I thought the gear was that he was in, he, he put stuff inside of him and he had a gear. Is it like a gundam?
2: So, not quite, no. So a gear is any organism that has had gear cells injected into it. So that could be like people, animals, plants. Just if it's an organism that can take cells, it can become a gear.
0: Okay. So it's not like Metal Gear where the gear is the contraption.
2: Okay. No, it's not like Metal Gear Rex or okay. you know, or, a, or a mech or whatever. It's it's an organism. Um, despite that, Justice has missiles and nukes. Don't worry about it; they're biological. <laughs> so that is the end of the Dawn of Magic. We're now in the Crusades, uh, which, by the way, the first game still hasn't started. Which this is all backstory. <laughs>
1: So, is this all covered in the first game, at least? Like, does the do, do they give you some kind of history lesson, or is, is that a lot over yes. the course of games?
2: They do. Uh, they actually do a really good job with the lore, especially in Strive, which has this whole like they have the thing called Guilty Gear World, which is like you can go through the individual ta- uh, like segments or eras of time in the game and look at everyone's connections and their factions and their relationship and the history between all the characters on a year by year basis really well done okay
0: th- this was originally released on the, the, the original playstation this makes a lot more sense now
2: yes okay so we're in that kind of era okay um so 2074 the first test of justice goes horribly wrong due to the universal will doing something you remember the universal will was god uh and it caused an event known as the black sunrise where justice just destroys all of japan <laughs> it's now a hole in the <laughs> ocean <laughs> Um, Justice, as a command class gear, seizes all all control of all gears on the planet and declares war on humanity. The UN forms the Sacred Holy Order of Knights, also known as the Holy Order. Now, keep in mind, this is a world where technology has been banned, so they have swords and shit in the year 2074.
0: (laughs) Except for India and China, who are running out there with a battle class flying ship.
2: Yes, uh, they are at a significant advantage. Um, there is a character later on who we will come across, who is essentially a slave soldier to to the island nation of Zep, uh, and if he turns away from battle, his shotgun collar goes off, blowing off his head. He well, is then. so cool. <laughs> um, <laughs> right, we'll we'll come back to Zep as well. Twenty one oh three to twenty one fifteen, Sol saves a six year old Cliff Underson. Uh, who then joins the Holy Order 12 years later. There he is, young Cliff, with a massive sword and a dragon arm. I don't know how he's got a dragon arm, he's not a gear. Uh, 2127 to 2134, Testament joins the Holy Order. Prior to this, they'd been adopted by Cliff because they're an orphan. Uh, one year after joining the Holy Order, Testament is killed while working on a mission. The body's recovered and just crammed full of gear cells by the post-war administration bureau, who have been formed despite their war being going on right now. Uh, And then also, the right, the the clothing brand, Riot, is established.
1: That seems important.
2: (laughs) It is not. (laughs) (laughs) The wiki deemed it important enough to put on there, so (laughs) we're doing it. Uh, Any questions about this year so far?
1: Does Riot stand for anything since it is all caps? No.
2: It is just Riot.
1: Okay. That's that's disappointing for a, a game that's created so many innocuous little things of their backstory so far.
2: This is a- so Riot being, like, established is a, is a major point in comparison to some of the stuff that happens later on. Okay. Right. 2140. A uh, testament now under Justice's control as a gear fights Cliff on the battlefield, and I haven't written this in notes, but they write for 14 days straight without sleep. Um... Cliff nearly kills Testament, but they both barely, barely make it out alive. They don't see each other for the remainder of the war. That's Cliff now, by the way. He's a very old man. Uh, 2156 to 2160. Uh, Slayer encounters the, encounters the flamant Nagel, also known as ABA's key, or ABBA. Um,
0: uh-huh.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, which is basically like the devil, kind of, but in the form of a war axe, which happens to take the form of a talking key that can turn into a that can turn into a ram uh cliff seals a hydra also known as a mega death class gear uh which that's a fun music reference in uh, in london chip xanath uh is born that's another music reference and a small outbreak of tp infections happen uh but there was a cure for it already so it really didn't do much
0: have we gotten to the first game yet no okay <laughs> <laughs> uh
2: 2166 to 27 to 2172 zato one is taken by the taken in by the assassins guild fun fact for the people who are voice acting fans um have you guys seen jojo's yeah yep okay so zato's japanese voice actor is the guy who plays the japanese version of dio um and his english voice actor is played by matt mercer who plays english jotaro (laughs) um That's a fun connection. Uh, Kai Kisk, who is another music reference uh, from the band Halloween. Uh, The lead singer is a guy called Kai something. And the the drummer's got the last name Kisk. Um, He joins the Holy Order. Due to a rapid expansion in the Assassin's Guild, it basically loses sight of what it was there for. Slayer is disappointed and resigns as the guild leader uh, because they just become a band of ruthless killers. Uh, Happiness, the 27th, becomes the Sanctus Sanctus Maximus Populi. Uh, If you remember, it wasn't founded that too long ago, so we've gone through a lot of popes. Mm -hmm. Um, And Cliff is also... Cliff recruits soul into the Holy Order. A lot going on in those... that kind of four-year, five-year period. Uh, 2173, part one, the bad ending.
1: (laughs) (laughs) This is... Well, that looks like a good ending to me. Oh, that's Eno. We
2: love Eno. She got bad bitch energy. Um, (laughs) So... The Battle of Rome takes place. Kai is killed by Gears, and Sol becomes a comma- becomes the commander of the Holy Order. Now, Eno is a time-travelling, dimension-hopping witch who plays guitar, and her whole thing is that if she is going through life and she encounters what she deems as the bad ending, she can just hop to a different timeline and continue. Pretty great power. Um... In the year 21-something, Johnny, who we'll come back to later, um, brief backstory, he is a samurai uh, samurai cowboy pirate who is a womanizer and a gambling addict, uh, and loves editions of Monthly Housewife magazine, which will be established later. (laughs) Um, So, Johnny is killed, leaving May as captain of the Jellyfish Pirates, um, who... Again, we'll come back to you later. Justice is killed, but Dizzy, who is the daughter of Justice, uh, takes her place. And in 2183, Soul leads an attack on Dizzy. Potemkin, who is the guy that we mentioned from Zep with the shotgun collar, is killed by Testament. Uh, as humanity is about to be destroyed, Eno meets that man uh, for the first time. That man takes half her power and gives it to the original, uh, and then she uses what's left of her power to go back to 2173, saving Kai's life and making sure none of this happened. This is all pre-game one.
0: Is is you know? Is it established in canon that her one of uh, her father's name is either Bill or Ted?
2: Where is this going? Oh, <laughs> right. Okay. Right. I'm just saying. A you heard the. <laughs> a penny drop. Um. So, twenty-one seventy-three, part two for realsies this time. Sol is defeated in a one-on-one battle with Justice he leaves the holy order taking the fire seal with him which is a sword uh, that is imbued with fire magic and there are several what's referred to as holy weapons um so kai has uh, the lightning seal uh or oh, sorry uh, what is it lightning something uh which is his weapon uh there's the wind fans that uh, that a character called Angimito gets he's not particularly important to the story outside of telling mei that it's okay to be japanese Um, and yeah, I know that's a whole weird thing. Uh, there's a few other, um, weapons that are kind of just there purely for magic development. Uh, Zato casts a forbidden spell on himself to rise through the ranks of the Assassin's uh, Assassin's Guild. Melia Rage, which is another punk band, and Venom, which is a metal band, uh, are now taken in by the Assassin's Guild. And Kai, who is now age 16, takes Cliff's place as the commander and is given the Thunder Seal. There it is. Uh, Cliff becomes an instructor within the Holy Order that is obviously melia and venom on the right venom fights with magical pool balls
1: as you should <laughs> as you should so is the thunder seal like a badge or is it like an actual seal i don't feel like this is uh, out of question with this franchise no. so far so
2: the fire seal and the thunder seal are both swords the fire seal looks like a big cigarette okay. lighter because it's a fire weapon um the, the, the thunder seal is just a sword that's imbued with lightning um cool 2174 disappointing it's it's it, trust me it gets stupid because kai develops a, a essentially a special move uh that he calls ride the lightning which is a obviously a metallica reference but only he can only do it with the thunder seal and he passes it down to his son who we'll get to in a minute because he's got a very funny backstory. Um, 2174 currently addicted to drugs chip uh, is saved by suyoshi a martial arts instructor chip becomes his apprentice and essentially goes through a karate kid arc um, he is going to be uh, brought up later uh, and obviously may is taken in by johnny because johnny wasn't killed in the battle of Rome, which was the bad ending um 2175 that's the fire seal on soul on Sol. Sol and the Order manage to seal justice in a dimensional prison, ending the crusade sometime in November before the end of the year. Uh, and sorry, and before the end of the year, the Holy Order is Holy Order is disbanded. So in the case of two months, the UN just completely dissolves this thing they built up to fight Gears. Uh, Amelia activates a, a forbidden spell, making her hair become a weapon in what's referred to as the parasite demon weapon. Zato has the same thing, but he'll get his thing later. Um, Kai and many other knights join Interpol. Not any sort of like magic interpol or whatever just interpol um and (laughs) cliff retires and delilah is born we might come back to her later i forget if i've included why she's important in the story i think I have um cool any questions about the crusades
1: what
2: (laughs) yeah there's like i say it's it's unapologetically anime bullshit um it's it's not afraid to fly its flag of just we know we're stupid
0: okay no i i'm you know i'm still on board cool
1: there's a lot of names but yeah overall like the events make sense i'm i'm, I'm somewhat following other than the names
2: make sense is a strong word <laughs>
1: um <laughs> i am mostly following yes sure
2: so part four this is where the first game happens uh this is called post crusades um we're getting a lot more text here now so Tsuyoshi is killed by the Assassin's Guild and Chip swears revenge. For some reason, Justice's seal begins to weaken. Dr. Baldhead, the world's greatest surgeon, loses a patient on an operating table. This guilt drives him mad and he becomes a serial killer and he's captured sometime later. Turns out the Assassin's Guild rigged the surgery to make him lose the patient. Um, Now, the UN officially forms the post-war administration bureau. If you remember, they took in justice earlier. To just stuff her full of gear cells. Now they're officially acknowledging that they're a thing. Now, their mission is to repair damage done by the Crusades. Dizzy uh, is born on Christmas Day, and Happiness the Seventh, the Pope that we mentioned earlier, uh, dies, and a Pope called Ariels uh, becomes the Sanctus Maximus or the Pope. Uh, so those two characters we've got on screen there are obviously Dr. Baldhead and Dizzy. Uh, that's that there. 2178. After jumping through time over and over, Axel appears in this timeline by complete accident. If you remember, he vanished in like 1998. So he's just been, essentially what's happened with Axel, uh, through magic MacGuffin bullshit, he has been slipping in and out of time um, and just winding up in different places. Sometimes it's the far future, sometimes it's the far past, sometimes it's different timelines. He's just kind of here, there, and everywhere. Um,
1: He's quantum leaping.
2: Exactly, he's quantum leaping, but he has no control over it, so he's just constantly falling in and out of time rifts. Um, Melia defects from the Assassin's Guild, following a higher-risk mission, and Zato is captured, and Dizzy is driven away from the village uh, and is forced to live in the Devil's Forest. Dizzy, uh, we mentioned earlier, is the daughter of Justice. Um, Now, I think it's important to note at this point that... uh, Hang on, let me just... Ah, yes, here we go. Um, So... We're actually getting to the first game right now. Uh, Part one of 2180, Johnny is arrested, and the UN announces what's referred to as a selection tournament for the Second Sacred Order of Holy Knights, where essentially people just have to get together, kick the shit out of each other, and whoever wins not only gets a wish of their choosing, but also they get to join the Sacred Order of Holy Knights for the second branch. Uh, Zato and Dr. Baldhead both agree to participate and Testament gets them out of their respective jails. Uh, the second tournament goes ahead. Justice is revived by Testament but is incomplete. Cliff dies in the tournament. Zato is completely zoomed by, uh, consumed by Eddie who is that demon parasite weapon that we mentioned earlier. Uh, he's essentially like the shadow of Zato is now sentient and is called Eddie and is now controlling uh, Zato's body. Uh, Sol wins the, t- the tournament and just kicks the shit out of Justice killing her it is then revealed by testament that if you remember we froze Arya Hale before Arya following experiments from, from that man became Justice so Dizzy is Sol's daughter and Justice is Sol's wife and Sol just killed his wife and because he's infected with gears he becomes the guilty gear hence the name any questions so far about the 2180
1: <laughs> oh. <laughs> Alex just
0: looks stunned
1: <laughs> no no no
0: no i think i think on that name drop i'm pretty sure the title intro begins now <laughs> for the first game about this. yeah, yeah
2: <laughs> justice is killed at the end of the game because uh, it's a fighting game and there's only one canon ending
1: not necessarily a question about the lore more about like how this game is played out is is there like a campaign mode that kind of plays like injustice or other story driven? parts of like the new mortal Kombat's, where you basically just switch out who you're fighting as. And the story just kind of keeps progressing and throws you into the person that's essentially going to win.
2: No. So what will happen is um, there's essentially there's an arcade mode where you play as one character throughout their story, their campaign. And okay, it's kind of up to the audience and the writers of the series to determine what is and isn't canon uh, because there's a lot of strange shit that happens um and there's and some of it's canon some of it isn't the only thing that's canon out of this tournament is that Sol wins and kills justice um that's the only canon ending i should say rather so okay 2180 part 2 gabriel a commander for the uh, Z- uh commander for Zepp, who is the guy with the big nose right here oh you can't see my mouse right ah oh no i fucked this up Uh-oh. hang on uh oh Hang on, Uh give me a sec. There we go. Great. Uh, This guy (laughs) right here with his big nose—that's Gabriel. Uh, I thought
1: that was his hat in the previous image. Those two can't say him. No, that—that is his
2: nose, (laughs) and he's wearing a hat. Um, So he leads a coup or a coup, rather, on Zep. Um, and he refounds the country and under democratic principles and he's elected as the president and he abolishes slavery and Potemkin, that big guy, the one with the shotgun collar for uh, around his neck is freed and he's welcomed into the military service because it's all he's ever known. It's actually a really sad story because he was essentially forced into like military slavery, but he doesn't know any other life. So he only feels comfortable in the military. It's, um, kind of, he's got, he's got a pretty tragic story. Um, Crow, the leader of the post-war administration bureau, begins development on imitations of justice as well as a series of robots called Robo-Kai uh, who we see there. Uh, and Dr. Paradim who is a dragon who dislikes being compared to birds due to his size uh, accesses and observes a place called the Backyard. Now, the Backyard is for all intents and purposes the fountain of knowledge or of every single thought idea and concept as ever existed if you've thought of something it exists in the backyard uh so he has first he's one of the first people to discover this place uh and it's important that i say one of the first so uh 2181 uh part one free from justice control testament meets dizzy in the forest the devil's forest that was mentioned earlier uh and when villagers learn of dizzy's location testament uh protects dizzy as they try to attack a bounty is placed on dizzy um For 500,000 world dollars, because they have world dollars instead of just individual currencies, um, which causes bounty hunters from all around the world to try and claim it. Sol defeats Dizzy, but he doesn't kill her. But on official records, a restaurateur called Jam Kudoveri, uh, which is another reference to a band, killed Dizzy and uses the money to open up a new restaurant after the last one burnt down um dizzy is taken in by the jellyfish pirates who is led by johnny and may uh and testament stays in the in the devil's forest to protect the grove um that's pretty much the whole story of guilty gear x2 which is the sequel to the first game so now we're on to the second one 2181 part two zato dies and his body is now entirely possessed by eddie um dr paradigm discovers the cube in the backyard there's a lot of thes with um (laughs) dr paradigm story uh then shortly afterwards. Eddie, who just taken control of Zato, dies. The Conclave gets Zato's body uh, and, um, Z- and Venom is appointed the leader of the Assassin's Guild. Jam's new restaurant burns down, this time thanks to Robo-Kai because she hired him as a waiter because she was obsessed with Kai but Kai didn't want to work in the restaurant because he's like the leader of the Holy Order. Um, and then lastly, the first issue of Dynamic Housewives uh, Monthly, a magazine goes on sale.
1: So the Backyard, is that it manifests the ideas, or is it like a stream of consciousness? It's a bit of both. Um, so,
2: if you... It's not like, hey, it's like a room full of every single idea. If you can access it and think um, a, a, a nuke, for example, as a weapon, the nuke will just appear. Um, okay. And so it's like aware, and it can respond to, effectively, ideas, thoughts, and seemingly requests. Um, so... Twenty-one eighty-two. Chip stops a U.S. politician from being assassinated by the, uh, assassinated by the Guild uh, as they attempted to pass a bill that separated the U.S. and the Guild. Sin Kisk uh, is born to Kai and Dizzy. At six months old, he is entrusted to Soul's ba- bad guys care because <laughs> this is the best part of Sin's uh, transition to Soul uh, care uh, because so- because Kai and Sin didn't get along when Sin was six months old. <laughs> <laughs>
1: So, i get it i get it yeah, i understand yeah. <laughs> as, a, as a father of three i get it
2: um so during uh during their time together soul and uh, sin soul entirely feeds sin only on sugar water uh and it's like he basically gives him water and sugar water is a treat um so anytime he gets like food he's like blown away by it that the reason I bring that up now is because that's going to become, become very important later when we're in the story of Exard, which is a little bit later on down the line. So he's
0: a hummingbird. He's a bit like a hummingbird, <laughs> but
2: he, uh, in this picture that we have on the screen, he's five years old. Gears age very, very fast. Okay. So he's just like this jack <laughs> five-year-old. Um, right, twenty-one eighty-three to twenty-one eighty-four. The United Kingdom of Illyria is officially recognized by the UN. Do you remember, my, remember, I mentioned Europe just became one country. Um, Kai was kind of against this, and they were like, "Hey, how old is your Gear wife again?" Because she's like four at that point. <laughs> oh, sorry, she's sorry, she's five at that point, and gave birth to Sin, who aged rapidly to basically catch up. Um, Kai is like, "Oh yeah, you're right. I'll do what you say." So he's just elected the first king, along with Leo Whitefang as the second, and daryl as the third um just daryl he doesn't really have a last name there's Pike is, <laughs> leo white and daryl um chip <laughs> ends up traveling to this lawless lawless part of africa and declares it the eastern chip kingdom um and he appoints this guy who you're seeing on screen answer as a secretary uh, and he appoints himself as the president of a kingdom which is a bit of fun answer is a business ninja His whole thing is that he fights while constantly on the phone, hence the thing being held up to his ear. And most of his weapons are business cards. Alex (laughs) looks a little bit dumbfounded right now.
1: I'm just headcanoning Daryl as um, Daryl from the the American office.
0: Yeah.
2: Oh, yeah. (laughs)
1: That'd be fun.
0: (laughs) He essentially was third in charge.
2: (laughs) Yeah. 21.85 to 21.86. Dormant Begears begin to disappear, uh, which is indicative of the Baptisma 13 event. This is a war uh, for the cube in the backyard and the information that it holds. So the cube is like the core of the backyard at this point. Uh, But in order to open it, you need a key. Uh, A being called Valentine appears at the capital of Illyria with an army in search of the cube's key. Now, um, this is the part of the game where we enter... Sorry, part of the story where we enter the game, Guilty Gear 2 Overture. Now, Mo- all of Guilty Gear up to this point has been a 2D fighting game. This plays as a third-person MOBA like League of Legends, but it's entirely single-player.
0: Okay, that actually
1: sounds fun.
2: It's really cool. I was going to say, that
1: sounds sounds like something I would enjoy.
2: It's really cool. It's an Xbox 360 exclusive. Fuck. Um, well, it was, rather. It's now on PC. Yeah! Um, so, <laughs> 2187... This is the most important year in the entire story. Um, so, Sol defeats Valentine.
1: Oh, yeah. We we get uh, Mila Jovovich from the Fifth Element to <laughs> come <do>. in here. <laughs>
2: <laughs> it wouldn't surprise me. Daisuke's a bit of a nut. Um, so, Sol defeating Valentine in the backyard no. ends the, the Baptism 13 event. Well, hang on. Um, Kai proposes that he- that human, uh, human and gear coexistence uh, to the UN, and they're again like, hey your wife's way too young and he's like oh yeah and then he's de- it's declined and like they never speak of it again. For some reason the game Shogun becomes very popular don't really understand why that's on the wiki but here we are um, <laughs> Sol uh, begins to reassemble the outrage in case Valentine ever comes back uh, and then Ramblethal Valentine uh, appears declaring war on all of humanity she calls it off after trying a burger for the first time <laughs> So you remember <laughs> Must how Must has been a good burger. It's well, you remember how Sin was only fed sugar water. Yep. For during during his entire childhood of 5 years. Um he manages to get in close with Ramlathal like they've captured her uh and they're like interrogating her and he's just like do you want some food? I could really go for some food and she's like food is only there to like obtain required nourishment and sustenance. It should not be anything else like it's very very robotic very formulaic and he's just like "Ah, i'm gonna go get a burger and he just goes and gets a burger and gives it to her and it blows her mind to the point that she's like i've got to save this planet i've got to save humanity (laughs) because she had a burger um and then an event called the st elmo's fire which is a bolt of lightning that annually strikes so every single year right on time there is a bolt of lightning at a specific place and it strikes um in november and the, and that for some reason fails the conclave who is a branch of the apostles that we spoke about ages and ages ago that foils their plan of resurrecting justice who they tried to bring back again for anime just villain reasons um <laughs> cool we're still in 2187 Justice's body and Elfelt <laughs> Valentine, uh, who is a Guns and Roses reference because she is covered, she's got like so many guns, like rifles, shotguns, pistols, whatever, and she's covered in roses, and her whole and her whole imagery is that of a bride. Um, so Justice and Elfel are abducted by the Universal Will. Ariel's, who if you remember was the Pope, outs herself to be the Universal Will, and she becomes the Joker Pope, um, and she tries to fuse with Justice to so she can take over and destroy humanity. Uh, Ariel's plan is foiled because Jacko Valentine, who uh, ends up fusing with Justice instead, and therefore takes Arya's soul in, because if you remember, Arya was Justice. Uh, And then that man reveals himself to be Asuka R. Kreutz, the latest DLC character in Guilty Gear Strive, go buy it. And then he surrenders himself to the US government. So all the Valentines are just connected to the individual Valentine, and they are all daughters of Justice, making them Sol's daughters. And Kai's sister-in-law. (laughs) Alex has a a question.
0: This this one broke me. Okay, so (laughs) all the Valentines are sisters. Yes. Okay, I mean, that makes sense. And they're all bad guys' kids.
2: Yes, because they're the daughter of justice.
0: When did bad guy get around to slinging her...
2: Yeah, well, you remember Justice's penis. He's Freddie Mercury. <laughs> he has no
1: problem throwing it around. Okay.
2: So uh, the, the reason for it is because basically Sol was like the original gear. He was like the proge- uh, the progenitive gear. Yeah. And so because of that, the gear DNA got passed through like merged with Aya, and then that made okay. the rest of the Valentines. Now, um,
0: now, where is the guilty gear again?
2: Uh, that is Sol. Okay,
0: Sol That's is Sol the guilty gear. Okay.
2: Yes, because he killed Justice originally, right. so he was guilty. And where
0: is Sol right now? Uh, he
2: is kicking the shit out of the Pope. <laughs> <laughs> but the Pope's a joker. <laughs> yes, the Pope is the Joker Pope, because the Pope is also God.
0: So, a bad guy who who gets around, who feels really bad about it, I mean, well, they call themselves bad guy, but feels really guilty about it, is beating up... The Joker, who's the Pope, who's also God.
2: Yes, and to be exact, he punches a missile into her.
0: Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and that man happens to be Asuka. Yeah. Is this a different Asuka, or is this the same Asuka? No. Same one. The same one from Neon uh, Genesis Evangelion. Okay.
2: Not quite that one, no. <laughs> Although they are both scientists. So. And they both disappear for a while. <laughs> They both disappear for very long periods of time. Um, and there's something about so, a clone. <laughs> well, it's funny you oh, mentioned God. that. Because Astaka gets really tired, <laughs> he gets really tired really <laughs> easily because he's not a fighter. He uses his magic as that man to create clones to do his jobs for him.
0: So it is Neon Genesis. <laughs> it's, ar-
2: it's arguably a big Neon Genesis reference um cool <laughs> any more questions about 21 this ever?
1: entire storyline just sounds like Patton Oswalt in his filibuster in Parks and Rec <laughs> instead oh, of crazy. merging Star Wars and Indiana Jones or the Marvel Universe it's just <laughs> this weird anime nightmare <laughs>
2: so you know the you know the famous bit from It's Always Sunny with the Pepe Sylvia red <laughs> lines of string oh yeah that's what pinning yes. a lot of this story is
0: okay i have cool. I, I do have a question yeah when do um cassandra tira hildi ivy or siegfried show up
2: uh well siegfried actually does kind of show up <laughs> a Siegfried. Uh, i'm not sure about the others um cool 2187 we're still here but this is specifically december 13th and this brings us to the events of guilty gear strive the latest game go buy it um so during the not sponsored Force, by Guilty
1: Gear, but could be, could be, could
2: um, be. Other fighting games are available. Um, that, that hurt to say. Um, during the G Four Summit, the White House is attacked, causing it to take flight because, it's, it's a surprise, it's been an airship this whole time. Um, Back basically. Right.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you haven't mentioned the flying dreadnought for a long time, and now you're telling me the White House gets attacked and the West Wing. It's literally a wing.
2: <laughs> yes, it takes flight. And what the, the story of the main story of Strive is basically the film White House Down, but with Soul bad guy as the protagonist and Professor Vernon, who is in this universe the first black president, but he's also a cyborg. Never really addressed how he got his cyborg arms, but whatever. Um, so what? Um, it's attacked by Happy Chaos, uh, who is a new character to Strive uh, now. Chaos came around because, if you remember, the universal will was basically killed um, and the body was held in, like, the Vatican City prison in the Sanctus Maximus Populi. Eno breaks in and pulls Chaos out of Ariel's. Chaos is later on revealed to be the original, who is the guy who discovered the backyard. But because he got overwhelmed with all, all this knowledge and magic, he went crazy, turned blue, grew horns, and got some great, like, glocks and that's that's happy <laughs> chaos um so to save soul from losing his humanity uh, as a hybrid gear Asica at the end of strive removes soul's flame of corruption making him just a regular guy again uh this is so far the end of Soul's story this is where right now the line in the sand is drawn for soul um chaos then merges with eno the dimension hopping witch bringing her to godlike powers and, uh, but she's defeated by Kai and Axel, who has jumped to this time and gained some control of his time hopping abilities. Kai uses an ability called Dragon Install, which was only available uh, to Sol previously, and for some reason, Sin, um, it's weird how he gets it. Um, so he gets Dragon Install for the first time. It was, a- well, I say the first time, the second time. It was previously teased in XR. We don't talk about that. It didn't look. The reason we don't talk about that is because in that same scene, Asuka is dramatically revealed to be a cat boy and it's never addressed again. Um, and then a state funeral is held for Soul Bad Guy because Soul, as a public figure, is dead. Frederick, however, carries on living with Jacko, who he marries because Aya's soul is stuck in Jacko, and Asuka leaves the earth to start a podcast on the moon.
1: <laughs> as one
2: does. As one does. Um, guess what? We're still in 2187. <laughs> Um, How many
1: games are we in at this point? Uh,
2: Guilty Gear, The Missing Link, XX, uh, Izuna, uh, Overture, Accent Core Plus R, Exhard, Exhard, Rev2, Strive. Eight games.
0: Um, oh and and not once has Ken or Vega been mentioned. Okay. No.
2: Um, <laughs> <laughs> not once, no. And I, I really wish they would. Like having Ken Masters be canon to Guilty Gear would be my favorite thing as a Ken main. Um, so 2187, Ramlethol, who is now a leader of the Illyrian Guard, receives an emergency report from the outskirts of Illyria, just somewhere on the outskirts of Europe, um, that a young girl has woken up from a long slumber and she is accompanied by a sentient bed. Hence, this character, uh, with the assistance for, of Sin, who is now a knight of Illyria despite being five years old, and Biken, who is one of the only survivors of the Black Sunrise where Japan just got obliterated, uh, she's missing an arm by the way and swears vengeance on all gears. Um, they now encounter this girl Delilah and and the now late Bedman. Now Bedman was a villain and i'm using that in inverted commas um from the Exiled series where he was a guy who was so smart he had to be stapled to a bed and fight in his sleep where the where the uh where the bed did all the did all the fights because it had like spike cannons and like eye beams and just fists and shit um and then the way he killed the way Bedman uh, killed that killed his people was to drag them into their nightmare and make them live their, their own nightmare forever until they died so he is killed Bedman, a very, very long time ago. Um, but his soul is stuck in the bed because he was stuck to the bed for so long. Um her powers, Delilah's powers, because she says that she has the same powers as Bedman, and by extension, the bed's powers are out of control, uh, because they're planning on killing the person who killed Bedman, which was technically Happy Chaos, uh, who is currently at the White House messing around with President Vernon. Um What's left of Bedman's soul is stuck in the bed, and the bed is weaponized with the only motive to protect Delilah, but the pair are about to explode over Europe.
0: Okay, so somehow Freddy Krueger has become a part of Guilty Gear, was strapped to a bed, tormented people until he was defeated. Part of his soul became a bed, and now he's running around with one of his... I got nothing, Josh. I mean, <laughs> this is, this is the part where I'm starting to get,
1: yeah. And who's, who is blowing up over Europe and why is that a big deal if it's Bedman and Delilah? Uh,
2: well, because Ramlethol is a guard of uh, essentially Illyria, she is, her task is to protect Illyria. Uh, and because Bedman's powers are getting out of control as he's stuck in the bed, strictly speaking, Bedman is in the backyard, but his soul is in the bed. And because, like, things are really (laughs) bad for the backyard at the minute, his powers are starting to lose control, and he's set to explode over Europe.
1: So the explosion is implied to just be massive, though?
2: Yes. Like, catastrophic explosion. Okay.
1: And and Delilah
0: is on the bed?
2: Kind of. She's more accompanied by the bed.
0: Why can't she get off the bed?
2: She can get off the bed, but she's trying to stop Bedman because it's the only tie that she's got left to her brother, because her brother's soul is in the bed.
0: So she likes to sleep?
2: She likes to sleep a lot.
0: Okay, because it yeah. says a young girl has just awoken. Yeah. When did she go to sleep?
2: A long time ago. Like this is she she was only mentioned like in the last 5 minutes of Xard Rev 2, which is okay. the game before Strive. Yeah. Cool. That is so far the entire timeline of Guilty Gear Law um uh, Sorry,
1: is Delilah a gear or is she just a person?
2: She's just a very smart person
1: who likes to nap. Okay. Yes, as geniuses like to do.
2: Yeah.
0: On her um, brother.
1: Her, her <laughs> brother's soul, who is a bad. Her brother's soul. Yeah. Let's 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 not get too. No, no. I'm just saying. Like <laughs> I'm
0: tra- I'm trying to take this in. She's been asleep for a long time. Her brother was like some kind of psychopath, Freddy Krueger, killing people in their sleep. And now he's about to explode, and she wants us to feel bad about that.
2: Yes, because what essentially what's revealed to be the smartest guy to ever exist, Bedman, uh, whose real name is Romeo, um, he essentially is tricked by the Sanctus Maximus Populi, Ariel's, into killing those people. Uh, and when he realizes that essentially the universal will, Ariel's, is bad, he's like, "Oh no." I really regret doing all that. So he goes out of his way to memorize every single person that he's killed' name. So when he meets them in the afterlife, he can apologize to them. So he's a good guy, really, kind of.
0: I, I'm nice. gonna just not to go to an extreme here, <laughs> but that's not yeah. how that works.
2: <laughs> <laughs> this is the law yeah. where the backyard exists. <laughs> all right, characters that didn't get a mention. We have got the... I've just picked like maybe seven, eight characters here uh, that didn't get a mention. A lot of these have appeared in Strife. So going from this one here, we've got Bridget, uh, who was introduced in Accent Core Plus R. Uh, She is one of twins, and she was born male, uh, but her village had a superstition that if twins are born and one of them is male, the male is cursed. So the parents, not wanting to get rid of the twin, dressed her up as a girl and made her live her life as a female. Um, And then she eventually accepts that she more identifies as female and comes out as one of the first trans characters in the series. Very cool. Uh, And that
1: that implies there are more trans characters, which is really awesome.
2: Yes. Uh, Testament is actually uh, non-binary as well, which is great. Uh, That was established in Strive as well in the DLC. Uh, The bear that Bridget is carrying is possessed by a demon called Roger, who rides a motorcycle. The the
0: bear rides a motorcycle?
2: (laughs) The bear rides a motorcycle. She rides on her yo-yos. Her yo-yos are loaded with like 50 caliper bullets to make them go fast.
1: Sure, why not? (laughs) Go on. (laughs) (laughs) I'm listening. (laughs) Sorry, I'm I'm still just trying to figure out how this person in the bottom left of the screen is standing let alone ah, they're being fondled by a zombie
2: that is zappa who is a reference to the butt the musician frank zappa um, he is dead uh, and the person who's clinging on to him is like the soul of a woman that he loved and he attacks with ghosts uh, he was helped by faust or aka dr boldhead because dr boldhead eventually started putting a bag on his head so he wouldn't get recognized and he became Fouts, who is actually a good guy now because he can summon dimensional doors that stopped a nuke one time.
1: Okay, but in the in the image, it his legs are he he's got a like a 180 thing going on. Yes. Where his, his, his spine is twisted 180. He
2: walks <laughs> like a bridge.
1: Okay. Yeah,
2: that's how he walks. Um,
1: that explains the hands too. The hands are all kind of they're
2: all kind of fucked up. Um We've got this guy over here who is called Gold Lewis Dickinson, Um, and he is the Secretary of Defense for the U.S. Um, To be exact, his title is the Secretary of Absolute Defense, which is SOAD, a a system of a down reference. Um, And his weapon... Uh, Despite being the Secretary of Defense and having to deny all existence of things like Area 51 and Yetis and Bigfoot and everything, he wields a coffin that has an alien inside that can just summon anything he wants. So it can be like, give me a Gatling gun. Give me a drone with a bomb on it. And he just swings that round. That's Gold Lewis Dickinson. Uh, We have Azuna. Uh, I don't really know much about Azuna. He's only in Guilty Gear 2 Overture, the... um, the MOBA one that we talked about before. Um, I just know that he helps Soul, He's a good guy. Uh, we've got Giovanna, who is a president's bodyguard and likes to do things as lazily as possible. She solves her problems by kicking the shit out of it as hard as she possibly can. And she has a dog called Ren, who is a ghost dog tied to her leg. And from what I can tell based on the logo on its head, it's powered by the power of recycling. That's... <laughs> that That's Giovanna. Um... There's Faust down here, Dr. Boldhead. He adopted the moniker Faust. Uh, He's a good guy. He's still the world's best surgeon, but he's obviously gone through a lot of stuff. Uh, He used to be a bit of a cartoon character, but now he's like this horrible, nightmarish, lanky surgeon. Uh, There is Nagoriyuki, who is a samurai that was stuck under a building... Uh, for, a, for a very, very long time, and just lived because he was a vampire and he spent the whole time meditating uh, until Happy Chaos and Eno committed a war crime and blew up an entire apartment complex to get access to him. Uh, he is fun. Um, next to him, down here, we have Kum He-hune, uh which is uh, a girl who, <laughs> in this girl's village, girls are believed to be bad luck so she ends up building a mech of a giant old man that she plays that she controls via playing the harp and pulling levers and uh, he's a bit like a gundam uh and then lastly we have anji mito who is a japanese scholar and poet uh this is the guy that i play the most in the story and if you remember he got the magic wind fan weapons and that's what he uses there so he dances through his opponent and cont- and controls the battle with wind any final questions about guilty gear law
0: when did the nukes come into play?
2: <laughs> There's a lot of them.
0: <laughs> How are they stopped?
2: Um, a lot of the time, Faust will just put like a dimensional door up, and then just the nuke will go into the door and end up in a different dimension, so it's like kind of their problem.
0: Um. Okay, next question. Yeah. Why are we fighting? <laughs> uh,
2: because the universal will is bad.
0: Because God is bad and needs to be killed.
2: Because he's the Joker Pope.
0: Okay, this does lead into the question. I mean, to the question: Why does God need a spaceship?
2: Uh, <laughs> you know what? Don't worry about it. Yeah, anime. Anime is the reason. Uh, I feel like we
1: glossed over an important point. Um, vampires. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Vampires are just a thing. Um. <laughs> yeah. Uh, most of them join the assassins' A guild, uh, guild. Most of them know dandyism, the martial art. Uh, because Slayer founded it, essentially. Um, there's, a, there's a couple of vampires that are kicking around. Venom isn't a vampire, but he is gay and and in love with Slayer, and he's scared that the Assassin's Guild are going to kick him out because of his sexuality, and Zato's and like, they don't care about your sexuality, they care that you can kill. Which is very progressive in, of an assassin.
0: Okay, and ghosts just <laughs> exists?
2: <laughs> ghosts exist, the afterlife exists. Um, again, if the backyard can... Think if you can think it, the backyard can create it. Um, so that's that explains why a lot of things exist in this universe. It's just like Josh and I were briefly talking before the podcast, it's just the Deus Ex Machina of um, of uh, is the magical MacGuffin of the whole series. Okay. Oh, uh, Asuka, um, also knows about the backyard and uh, he managed to be so smart that he could contain it in a book called The Tome of Origin, which he just keeps on him.
1: Uh, are there other mediums for guilty gear
2: yes so like i know games, that i'm
1: pretty sure there's a manga
2: there is a manga there's a five-piece mainline manga and there's also i think a 10-piece like sub-story genre about uh some kid who i don't really know all too much about to be honest just because it's not particularly important to the story they just kind of live in the guilty gear universe um they uh, interestingly one of the games guilty gear vastage is not a moba and it's not a fighting game it's a pachinko machine with significant lore on it.
0: I thought Mortal Kombat had some screwed up, like, uh, mythology, especially with like the stretching to include things like you know Ash from Evil Dead. Um, you know, Mortal Kombat versus DC.
2: Yeah, timeline I, I, reboots.
0: I think Guilty Gear has got it way down.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Again, it's just unapologetically out. I
0: mean, it is going forward. <laughs>
2: <laughs> i don't know where they're going to take the series if i'm honest like because um, at this point in time sol the the protagonist of the series his powers are gone and they're not coming back the only person who can give him powers is start is on a, is doing a podcast on the moon right now
0: okay and, and inu is in all the games
2: uh, she starts get she starts appearing from Guilty Gear Accent Core Plus R.
0: Okay, okay.
2: Which is like the third in the series.
0: Okay, okay. And she's a playable character. Yes. Alright, I'm sold.
2: <laughs> it's, oh, it's so good. It's in like every sale. Um, uh, Josh, I don't, I don't know how you feel about putting any sort of samples of music into this game or into this podcast, rather. Um, but if you can, I would encourage you to put. Pretty much anything from the Strive soundtrack because it'll just kind of set the tone for what each character is about and like the kind of tone of the game. Because the themes of this game, in terms of the music, a lot of the characters' like stories and thoughts are in their music. So Leo Whitefang, who we mentioned earlier, I'm just going to go uh, back. Uh, where is he? Where is he? This guy, Leo Whitefang. Um, His whole thing is that he is, like, the embodiment of, like, uh, machismo and, like, confidence and just, you know, being this, like, chest-back, you know, chest-out, head-held-high kind of bold character who's, like, sometimes a comic relief and sometimes, like, this badass king. But, like, his whole theme is that he has survivor's guilt from all the people that he sent to war that aren't coming back. Like, there's a lot of really interesting depth to each of the characters and, like, their story.
1: And here I thought it was just like a crazy fighting game that went on forever.
2: It, it, I mean, not no. Um, it's um, it, it's just got a lot of uh, a lot of tones to it. Um, so Sin, for example, he's five years old and just dumb as a bag of rocks. But his whole thing is, his whole theme in in Shrive is, yeah, I know I'm pretty stupid, but it's but it's worked out for me so far. So I'm gonna continue being stupid and just kind of live my life. Any other characters you guys want to know about?
1: I'm interested in the girl with the teddy bear. Like, um. So she's not a gear. No. So, how do gears,
0: non gears, fight if gears are just geary?
1: Just be strong.
2: Get jacked. Uh.
0: But does does being a gear give you.
1: Have a a demon teddy bear.
2: Yeah, have a demon teddy bear. Have magic weapons. Be a vampire. Um, have an alien in a coffin. You know, just. Whatever you can do to make do in the world of Guilty Gear, use it to your advantage.
1: That just sounds extraordinarily chaotic. Yeah,
2: yeah. Uh, but interestingly, the law has been consistent throughout. It's not like they're just throwing shit at the wall and seeing what sticks. <laughs> like their law is, if anything, consistent.
1: So, the, so they have not done like a Mortal Kombat style reboot.
2: Not once, despite having. Continuing... Yeah, d- despite having the option for Eno to just hop to a different dimension or timeline where things are different, not once have they done a reboot. Like they'll lean into their story and be like, "Okay, and then where are we going?" That seems to be the theme of the story of just it's just okay, and now what?
0: Okay, next question. Yeah, um, I saw briefly, and I think that you know everyone who's watching this on YouTube saw it, that there was a bonus slide that says "Waifu Tier List." Um, so go through oh, your no. Waifu Tier List.
2: Ah, <laughs> oh, no. Uh- <laughs> Uh, I mean, Baikon. Uh, Biken has to be up there. Who else? <laughs> Jacko, uh, Valentine.
0: Any of the Valentines.
2: Any of the Valentines, except the Joker Pope, technically. No. Well, um, they got
0: they got beat to death, apparently. Yeah. Because apparently um, you, you kill God.
2: Yeah. Uh, uh, Jam Kudaberry. Uh, Eno, absolutely. Okay, you know what? Eno, top of the list. Eno, oh, yeah. Eno, top of
1: the list. I was, I was about to ask, like... You know, the minute you pulled up that slide, I was like, "Oh, hey, there's a waifu." <laughs>
0: <laughs> I mean, yeah, um, I, when I play Soul Caliber, if if if, if tier is, uh, is not on there, I don't play it. <laughs> <laughs> um,
2: yeah, no, just there's a lot of I'm gonna call them nice character designs uh, in in Guilty Gear. Like, they're not really like. The thing is with Eno as well is that she's on a uh, like unapologetically sexual as well. She'll just fuck anything with a pulse in the games as well. <laughs> um, like some of her moves are like called "Stroke the Big Tree" and like salt uh, and like sultry tones. And like,
0: <laughs> so I take it the series right. is rated M.
2: <laughs> uh, I don't think it is actually. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what the rating is in the states.
1: Uh... I can pull that up real quick. That's what she said. <laughs> Um, hey.
2: That's what that's what Eno said. That's what Eno said. <laughs> um, also, her guitar is a reference to Prince's symbol,
1: mm-hmm. which is nice. Mm. Yeah. Hmm. It looks like a Dan electric guitar to me. Den, no, not Dan electric. Dan electro. Ah,
2: which right. Out of
1: okay. yeah, they're they're no longer uh, operating. Ah. Um. Guilty Gear Strive rated T for teen. Teen. Huh. There you go.
2: Although if you send some of the mods that the PC community are doing, it's definitely not a team. Let
1: me see. It's rated T for Teen for
0: blood, language, mild, suggestive themes, and violence, blah, 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 blah. Biological. Sorry,
1: mild. We have very, we have very small standards. Blood <laughs> splatter
0: effects occur during combat. One c- cut scene depicts a man's hand and chest being peeled by a spike, resulting in brief blood splashes. Some female characters wear revealing av- outfits with deep cleavage. And are depicted at with ha- having exaggerated breasts and/or jiggle effects. Some camera angles focus on the characters' yeah. cleavage. Yeah, and the word "shit" is heard Play's in dialogue. Favorite thing: jiggle
1: effects.
2: <laughs> I love this game. I love the series.
0: I, I just, that was wild. That was a wild trip. Thank you.
2: Like I say, I think it's more fun if you go into Guilty Gear Law Blind, um, <laughs> because it makes it makes like the whole you know stringing things together a lot more fun and interesting and like you get reactions like Alex's and sometimes Josh, um, who are just kind of a bit left in the dust by everything that's just happened in the space of <laughs> about five minutes.
1: We, <laughs> we're gonna, we're gonna wrap this up now. Um, Tim, thanks so much for being here. This is, Sorry, I feel uh, like I've talked a, a for an hour of... and a half, just straight at you guys. <laughs> well, we said at the top it was a Ted talk. So, or something to that effect. I don't remember, a but, Tim talk. um, <laughs> tim talk yes uh but feel free to share your socials one more time before we head out
2: yeah you can find me at uh Wembembo on everything that's going to be twitter twitch uh if you happen to be going to tournaments in the uk i'm going to more of them under Wembembo. uh you can find me on my other podcast game club pod a podcast that comes out once every two weeks with my brother joey my friend slade who have both been on Talking smack before get together once every two weeks to discuss video games not too dissimilar from a book club you can also find me on my other podcast, The Fanatics, where my, my my co-host and I, Aya, watch the same awful movie every week for the year, for a year.
1: And also don't miss out on Two Blokes from Blighty.
2: Yes. Sorry. I, I, <laughs> two Blokes from Blighty is such a new thing to me because I've been doing The Fanatic for like two years and, <laughs> and Game Club Pod for two years. Two Blokes is just so new for me. I just keep forgetting to plug it.
1: <laughs> Understandable. New things are always hard to remember. Hmm. All right. Well, thanks again, Tim, so much for being here. And uh, it's been me. a pleasure. I'm Alex, thanks so talk. much for making the time. Oh, of course. Happy to. Uh, don't forget to follow us on Twitter at Talking Smack Pod. Uh, we are also on Hive Social, Instagram, uh, Discord. Don't forget to join our Discord server. We're also on Post News. Uh, please join the Discord, it is in our episode description. You can email us your thoughts, opinions if you're a Guilty Gear fan, or if you just had your mind blown and you picked up Guilty Gear just so you could try out the insanity. Email us at tsmackpod at gmail.com. Thank you to Leo Allen for our musical themes. Thank you to Beppo for our original avatars, as well as Retro Ale Studios for our Ricky avatar. Please like, subscribe, rate, review. Alex, who's rolling our theme music today?
0: You know, I'm going to say the Dreadnought is. That disappeared (laughs) after it lifted into the air. (laughs) (laughs) I want to know where it went. Is there a fight on the Dreadnought?
2: Uh, yeah, there's a couple. Oh, of okay,
0: cool. <laughs> what about the White House? Is there a fight where you're, like, going from wing to wing as it's flying?
2: Yes, actually. <laughs> um, yeah, the, the latest, um, the latest, uh, not the latest map or the one before that, but the first DLC map for Strive is you're fighting in the White House while it's flying and while President Vernon is giving a speech.
1: Impressive.
0: Uh, next time we can have me try to explain the lore of, of the Horizon Zero Dawn franchise. <laughs>
1: Robo dinos.
0: That's all that matters, man. Robot dinosaurs. All right,
1: everyone. Thanks for listening. Take care.
0: T-smack.
1: I love t Is it true? hmm I do, I do, ew.